It's time now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you this morning. It's what? April 1st, Wednesday, 2020. And we're back here together with the Coffee Club. All in the same places, I hope, that we were last week. So let's go around the panel and say good morning to you. Let's start with Jeff in Albany. Hey, good morning, Bill, and good morning, everybody on the panel. It's April Fool's Day, but I guess it's... No one's going to be doing too many April Fool jokes. It's gets it's just not the time of the year to do that. Dave and Chris, here, going to be about fifty-four here, and just glad it's not snow. Eight twenty-two a.m. All right, uh, Jennifer, what's going on with you? Oh, it's. Only 77 here this morning. We had a little shower and it's taking the humidity out. We're looking forward to about 80 degrees today, which is going to be nice compared to 97, 95. So we'll take it. I think we will. I think we will take that. Let's see here. I'm getting all mixed up on my count. Uh, Tim, what's going on with you? Uh, nice weather here. Um, supposed to be uh, mid fifties today and sixties tomorrow. Uh, low sixties tomorrow. So that's pretty decent. And uh, uh, everything's going pretty good, except I'm getting awful tired of staying in. But <laughs> that's your new best friend is Zoom, Tim. You can have all. Yep, it it is. <laughs> you you just can't run. Um, I missed anybody on the panel. Michael, we'll give you back one more encore. Yes. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, yeah, we had a few scares here. First, we had a tornado kind of blow over, and we lost power for about four hours. I was afraid of losing all of our great food, but no one harmed, and that's the most important. And then also had some uh, weird health thing, very dizzy, and like difference of 30 points between both arms and the blood pressure so i'll just talk to my doctor and go in there and see her and oh no can't do that because she's under quarantine but we've done phone discussions and so it's a different world but that's what's going on here so she treats sorry is she treating you at all by a telephone michael uh at this point i'm using a regimen of what i already have but but I, they did. Office did call back yesterday and ask again for the latest blood pressure readings, and she's going to meet with me again on Monday. Things seem to have stable, uh, normal out. So, 
doing day by day so far. I actually feel better now than I have in quite some time. So we don't know what it was, if it was reaction to the antibiotics I was taking, or you know. But so we're just rolling here. Well, I guess that's all we can do. Let's um, open it up to. Oh, I've got one story, and I don't know how to fix this dilemma. You know, we've got the food shortage, but my shoe fell apart, and these <laughs> shoes I got. Shoeless Bill. I'm, of course, he doesn't have another pair here. <laughs> oh, um, I don't think shoe stores are essential. I bet you could order some online, though, if you knew the size needed. If, if you want some Skechers Go Walks from QVC, they're really nice shoes, and they fit true to size. And you might be able to get them fairly quickly, and I'll bet they have them. Oh, well. That might be the plan here because uh, the bottom part fell off. They have men's Skechers on there. Skechers are comfortable shoes, too. What's that song on everything falling to pieces? Well, that's where we're Shoes fall to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But no, really, Jenny's right. They're very comfortable shoes, and you'd probably be glad you had them. What was the name of that baseball player in the 1900s, Shoeless Joe Jackson or something like that? I, I'm not sure if I've, I've got that right, but it seems to me I've heard something about a baseball player that used to run the bases without shoes. Could the be. fastest way to find him would be to call, but if you want to search, it's Skechers without the T. Skechers, do they make slip-on shoes? Yes. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm good then. I'm good. I'm good, 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 good. All right, let's recognize everybody else that's – on the panel um, that's in the room. All right, so Jeff, let's start going through those hands. All right, well, we'll start with first, and we got Jerry in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, good morning, everybody. We're doing fine here. We've got plenty of food. Uh, Tired of staying in, of course, but, uh, you know, that's the way the world is now. It's 43 degrees here, and it's gone up into the around 49 Today, it's going to be gradually into like the 50s tomorrow, and by the beginning of next week, maybe even Sunday, we might make it to the low 70s. Well, that's a heat wave, Jerry. <laughs> there we go. Glad you're okay. Good. All right. We, next, Jeffrey. And we have one more. We have Joe out in uh, Albuquerque. Go. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, hi. Good morning. It is, it's 52 degrees here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, partly cloudy skies. Up to 71, low tonight, 51. We might have to remake Patsy Cline's get so a call it shoes, fall to pieces. Whoever wants to sing it and write it, go for it. Go for it. I think we're going to have to. Shoes fall to pieces. You know, we complained about the food, and now we complain about the shoes. So there we go. Could be worse, though, right? Could be. Well, Absolutely. You could go barefooted if you didn't, if you had to, went around the house anyway. Well, that's true. Very, very true. Do we have more hands, Jeff? Yeah, we have Bill and we have Marianne. So let me get to Bill first, then we'll get to Marianne. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, it's about 40-some degrees here. We're going to get to almost 50. It's cloudy all day. 
They said, uh, March, we just finished the, the fourth cloudiest month in the history of weather taking here in Chicago. We're supposed to get up near 70 degrees on Sunday, possibly rain on Saturday morning, and of course, just staying in the house, and that's about it. And we're stuck for another 30 days. <laughs> April 30th, we're, con- we're confined. Well, I wouldn't yeah. go by that date completely, DeVille. I just well, no, I'm right now, right now, until April 30th. I mean, we were till the 8th, and then they moved it now to the 30th. We're supposed to start back on the 8th of April, but now they moved to the 30th. And all the school kids now, uh, starting next week, all public schools here will be e-learning. They're going to give all the kids uh, either Google Chromes or iPads. They're going to furnish every household with one. And all their schooling is going online. My grandson's in college. He's going online. All the colleges are online. And you know what? We will survive. Oh, yeah, we'll make it through it. We'll make it through it. I mean, it's a... But I saw an interesting thing the other night about the uh, pandemic or the uh, pandemic of the fifty-seven, fifty-eight Asian flu, and how that they we lost almost I don't know almost a million people during that time, and they didn't shut everything down either. But it's just different times. Well, part of the problem with this virus that I was that one of the I saw from one of the experts this morning is that a fourth of the people that have it aren't exhibiting symptoms of it. So that's right. why that's part of the reason why it's so yeah, important yeah. for people to stay home. Yeah, because you can have it and, and go outside and meet somebody that has it. You don't know they even have it because they don't feel sick. One of the things I found out yesterday was, and I didn't know this, and I got an email, and I'd just been there the day before. Walgreens is now uh, worked out some type of arrangement. I guess they're delivering um, prescriptions now, so you can get your prescriptions delivered free. Well, that's the big thing, and that's one way. So, I got Marianne. Let me get her up, Bill. Okay. Marianne, go ahead. Good morning, all. Uh, Around here, it is 37 degrees right now. We're going up to 66 degrees, mostly sunshiny today. Kind of a few, oh, sort of much colder days and such. And then next week is supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. So I guess today's a good day to open up all the windows and let a beautiful day pour in. I was going to ask you how you do it on that weight thing, but you really can't. Can't do all, yes, all the I, uh, Well, I'm back down to officially down to 20 pounds lost this morning. And while I'm talking to you, I'm doing my three miles on my restorator bike right now. Well, there you go. You're making the best of a bad situation. Yes, I am. I, I, I pulled out my aerobics that I haven't done in a really long time. And I found out that it really didn't whoop my butt. I'm doing that a lot more. And, uh, the NFB of Colorado is having workout Wednesdays every Wednesday, so we're doing something different every Wednesday. But tonight I'll be doing some yoga, which I haven't done in a, in a good while either. And uh, finding some different resources for a lot of my uh, exercise. The main thing is to stop craving the sweets and the other things that I kind of um, have been wanting. And I don't know if it's just sort of restless in the house kind of thing. And, of course, I found out that, you know, Sales of junk food and sweets and, and carb-laden things are way up in the grocery stores because people are bored, so they're munching. And I'm trying to not be bored and munching. Oh, I just hit half an hour mark on my exercise just now. But Let me ask uh, you. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm working on those lyrics for you, Bill. Oh, okay. You're doing <laughs> you're doing good. Doing very, 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 very good. 
Well, then we'll have a follow up. Well, Kings fall Jeff? to pieces. Yeah, you know how how does this put a strain on your relationship with with, uh, with your husband because you guys are around each other all the time? No, it, it doesn't. Um, he's really happy that I'm home because now we're eating two or three meals a day together. Uh, even if sometimes I'm making one thing for him and something different for me, or cutting out certain things like last night we had pork chops and a dish of butter noodles and stuff and he said oh let's have some cider and I said well I can pour some for you but I can't for me because this is I'm already overdoing the carbs so he switched what he was going to drink just so we didn't open a bottle of Martinelli's and have it go flat by accident or anything like that so we're working out the food compromises between us well sounds good Sounds very, very good. Uh, you know, Jenny and I were talking about that, and someone said, aren't you getting on each other's nerves? We said, no, because we know what to do. Uh, you know, the other can entertain themselves, so we're not totally 100% dependent upon each other to entertain ourselves, or we're just used to it. Maybe we're used to this lifestyle. I don't know, but it doesn't bother us too much. Right, Jennifer? No, it really doesn't. I mean, we go off by ourselves and do our own thing and get together and spend time together if we want to. And But we're used to working together and doing things together anyway. We've been a team for a while in different ventures. So, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where we just kind of have to work together. Jeff, do we have any more raised hands? Yes, we have Gail out in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. All right. Go ahead, Gail. Sorry, I'm a little bit late, but you were talking about the what, how you entertain yourselves. Is, is that the topic? Well, kind of a little bit. What do you do to occupy your time? I mean, what I've been what I've been doing is like these these Zoom meetings, and I've been. Um, encouraging my manager to see if we can use Zoom here and include people in things like virtual bingo and stuff like that. Well, that that is that is one good idea. I'm I'm so glad now and we've been doing it now for a couple of years here on the legend. We've adopted the Zoom platform a long time ago. Uh, it seems like and now people are starting to come to Zoom. And, and I really like it because it's so easy. Jenny, give me a letter about this, the stimulus checks, about especially people who had not filed taxes in 2019 or 2018. There will be a short form that you will have to file at irs.gov. Who's going to have to fill out that form? Uh, anyone. Well, the Social Security. If you did not file taxes in 2018 or 2019 but do want... To receive or if the you've check never filed a return and you get... Right. Yeah, and when I heard about that, they said that that applied to people on SSI. I still don't know if that's true or not. I figured that you would at least have to file something with the IRS because I guess that's where they're getting the, the records from income form. And they're going by their addresses. And you really want to because if you're mailing checks, it can be four or six weeks way down the road. So I think they would prefer to do direct deposit. So You definitely want to get that check. But then again, we have to reach out and find people who maybe have a problem with filling out a form on the computer. Well, I would... I would watch the legality of that as well. That you're, I thought about that. Could I assist other people or, you know, is there going to be a legal issue with doing that? I know there's going to be people that are going to need assistance. 
and, and getting this. And the people that need the most assistance need the check the quickest a lot of times. So, uh, well, but if they don't have a direct deposit thing set up, unless they let you put it on the form, then they're going to have to wait for the paper check, which will delay it even more. Well, fortunately, more people have debit cards or they have something they can put it on now. We're pretty conditioned to that. When I worked at Social Security, not as much. There was a lot of people who did direct deposit, but a lot of people uh, did not, who opted not to or could not keep an account open or couldn't have an account with the bank. And so there was there was issues iris.gov slash coronavirus. And I just looked and it said, do not call check back for updates. So the form is not in place as of yet. But again, it's irs.gov slash coronavirus. And why don't you spell that, please? C-O-R-O-N-A-V-I-R-U-S. C-O-R-O-N-A-V-I-R-U-S. Bill in Chicago. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, kind of the same we were talking about that I I heard too and I read too that People that are probably on SSI or SDI, they will get it, but they may, if they don't have a direct deposit or however they do it, they may send them a debit card with that amount of money on it because they're thinking about fraud because, you know, a lot of Social Security checks used to be stolen years ago and they're thinking about the guy just waiting on the mailman to drop stuff off in your box and that. So, and I understand that the debit card, just the way it was explained to me, that the debit card will have a code on it, and when you present it, you'll have to present ID to use the debit card in the store so there's no fraud and stealing of them. So that's, what I, that's what I read, too. That's one of the things they're thinking about doing. And also, a topic way back about talking about Zoom. My daughter's got to go to court tomorrow on Zoom here at the house. She's got a court hearing with one of her clients. They're doing by Zoom. Yes. Because our courts are closed. Well, you know, it's very, very important that we either have a desktop or a laptop in the house, uh, or even you, you can use your iPad or iPhone or Android device, whatever the case may be. Just make sure it's up to date and is working, and you can take advantage of those uh, Zooms or Skype or whatever they're going to be using at the time. There's another one called their kids are using it called Google Class or something like that. So let's see. Jeff, any more? Thank you, Bill. Okay. Got three uh, more. We got Julie, Gail, and Mary Ann Moglier. Let me get to, uh, I guess, I want uh, Julie had her hand raised and she raised it later on, I think. So let me unmute Julie again. Julie, did you want to say something else? Yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to reiterate that they had said, uh, apparently they had said at one time, I heard this. <laughs> said that, um, you know, people who are on Social Security or disability would automatically get theirs because the, the Social Security system already had their address, whether they filed or not. But, um, but nevertheless, they need to kind of make sure about that they've got things right since they're not able to be in their offices and do all that stuff. So if we have to file, that's just fine with me. Yep. You just got to do what you got to do. All right. We have still have two more hands, Bill, so I'll leave it up to you. Would you like me to get to them? Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. All right. You are unmuted by host. Okay, go ahead, Gail. I was just wondering also um, with this direct deposit, if they do this direct deposit for those checks, 
Would they send anything like in the mail that would tell you what the amount is or something like that? Would I have to call my bank? No. Are you, you're not married, correct? Not anymore, no. Okay, no. The amount for you is going to be, um, it's going to be uh, what you call it. Uh, I was trying to think here. I think it's, what's it, $1,200? What's it? Uh, $1,200 for unmarried people, right? And $2,400 for married people plus 500 for each dependent up does to... This, uh, does this mean widowed? You're no. not married. You're no. you. I'm not married. Okay. 1200 per adult. 1200 per adult. Unless you make over 75 and then it's 75,000 and tapers off. And if you make up the 99,000, then you'll get nothing. So. Okay. Well, that, that helps. I was just wondering if being widowed would mean a difference. Or no. Unmarried. It's all. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. We have uh, two more hands still. We have Marianne and we have Bob. Let me get to you, Bob, because we've, and then we'll get to Marianne. Go ahead, Bob. Good morning. Uh, if uh, one is on SSI and gets the check, uh, then they would say you have too much money. You have to end up paying it back. Therefore, you don't gain anything by you. Would that be correct? No, no, no. That's not correct. As the way I understand it right now, and th- this is always subject to change, but they're not going to hold that against you as an income or a resource. So it's not done to punish you because you receive SSI. Um, Thank you. And I think I can prove that to you next week. But it's not done to to punish somebody because I know in 30 years at Social Security, how it could affect one one payment could affect, you know, an SSI payment for a month if you got that type of income. It wouldn't make sense to give you money like that under a very rare special circumstance and then um, penalize you for getting that payment. So you're good there. And we have two more. We have uh, Joe Morgan and we have Marianne. So let me get to Joe Morgan and then we'll get to you, Marianne. Joe Morgan, go ahead. Hi, Jeff. Hello, everybody. Uh, just wondered if you all knew the the uh, meeting ID had, uh, I mean, the real ID has been extended for another year. Did you guys know that? No. I'm about the the one that I had to go get here in Florida with the special stamp on the ID. Uh, yeah, right. I didn't know that had been extended. but it Yes, was- it has. They extended it last week, I think it was. I believe it's still August, isn't it? No, that's a year, I believe. They've yeah. extended it a year, I think. So that would be October of 21. I think. Right. Now, don't. Right, that's right. Yeah, it's October of 2021. Yeah. yeah Thank you. That's right. Um, they and that's good news. Uh, we wouldn't have known that, you know. But it's more important that we get everybody effectively and get their check going to the. On Monday night, the ACB convention was canceled in Schaumburg, and we don't know what's going to happen with NFB on Thursday night. I can't imagine they'd have it, but then again, you know, I I could very well be wrong. But what do you guys think about that and how, Jenny, you might talk about how ACB plans to do a lot of the convention virtually? Well, they were, they, one thing, they are still in the planning stages of it, but the uh, convention committee and ACB radio, they're going to try to do lots of, lots of things the general sessions, they'll stream 
and they're going to tentatively set up so that you'll be able to register like you would for any other convention and choose the sessions that you want to go to, and you'll receive a link to the Zoom meeting for those sessions, and they're going to stream some of them on ACB Radio using all their streams at the same time, too. But there'll be general sessions that they'll stream, and there'll be the other um, affiliate sessions and things like that that you'll get a separate meeting room for. The other thing they said is that there will be no elections this year because that you have to no, have in-person voting for that. Right. Their charter what doesn't allow them to do the elections, but it sounds like they'll still be able to do resolutions and they're working on finding ways to let people vote for stuff like that. Something that could happen in the future. Do you think not that what we're going through right now is a good thing. It's a tragic thing. Um, but do you think that one of the good things that come could come out of this, that this might get people more involved in consumer conventions? And I'm talking about ACB and I'm talking about NFB. The fact I that- think so, because they're, it sounds like they really, I know for me personally, there are, if you go to the convention, there are so many things that go on at the same time and it's so hard to get from one place to another that it, you will be able to go to a lot more individual sessions and workshops that you might miss out if you were there in person. And that part I think will be good. True. Plus not everybody has enough money to fly round trip to Houston or to Schomburg or whatever the case may be, or pay for the meals, the hotels, da 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 and, and some people do, but this looks like to me that if they even had to do a mixture of the two, I'm not talking about the conventions for this year because those are way circumstances beyond our. Uh, well, and if they, you know, and it sounds like they're going to try to figure out a way to, that you'll be able to ask prevent presenters questions and things like that. So it'll be pretty much like you were there. I don't think this will get rid of the actual live conventions, though, Jennifer. I think that it will well, be no, an because of to the those. way because of the way their charters are set up. It can't get rid of the actual conventions unless they do, because they have to get together and do some rewriting of their constitution and bylaws, and they they can't because of the way their corporation is set up. They can't do that remotely. Well, it is a new era, and Mike and I were talking about this uh, because you're seeing a lot of people working from home, and it brings up a lot of different different questions. So, I mean, we're we're in a new we're in new ter- new territory. Yes, people have always worked from home, and the, the, but this is something totally different these days. And I think it's going to be kind of cool. I'm interested to see how they do because they said they were going to try to do the the exhibit hall virtually and and like prearrange for the people to like give people a, a virtual tour of their booth and tell them what they have and what their their convention prices are and things like that. I think it's pretty cool, actually. Does that mean I can virtually pay, which means I don't have to pay anything? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> you still got to really pay if you want it. Jeff, it's F-R-E-E. I'm sorry, Bill. I couldn't help. I knew that would get you going, Jennifer. I'm sorry. Well, now that last thing wouldn't be too hard to do because Bits already has an event where they have all the vendors come and talk for 15 minutes. So if they get out of 
you know, making that proprietary for paid members and make that available to everyone, they can easily accomplish that. I have some technical concerns about how they're going to pull all this off. I hope they can. I, I wish them well. They're talking about a lot of different forms and a lot of different multiple Zoom things going on at once. So hopefully they have the group of people to run all those events and make it happen. But yet you'll never you'll never get rid of a convention because people have an innate need to meet together. A lot of people, that's their big annual outing, and they like to do that. But it, I do look forward to it as, as a new way to communicate and getting both ACB and Indiana states to – have their own zoom events and this is something i've been wanting really since the beginning of zoom i thought we've got to find ways to start communicating more effectively all these most states have statewide chapters that they can't really develop and so these are all technologies that can you know that can make that happen and bring it to people who can't aren't online and they can make a phone call and hear what's going on so you know, Mike, if, if, if my sister, who is anti-technology, my, the, the lovely, my sister Sharon, the lovely Sharon says, you know, Jeff, I'm thinking about using Zoom. Can you tell me about Zoom? I said, yes, I've been using it for the last three years. And she goes, oh, wow. <laughs> Looks like we got a few raised hands. Okay. Um, we have Nolan Parrish, we have Marianne, and we have Julie. Well, it's so, Nolan, you crack. Okay. Nolan, go ahead, sir. Okay, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that it's uh, currently 39 degrees outside here in St. Joseph, Michigan, and it's supposed to... Hold on, I'm trying to wait for Alex to stop talking. Okay, so it's supposed to go up to 44 degrees here in St. Joseph, Michigan, according to what Siri has told me, because I've checked the weather. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anything Three is on the way. Yep. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Nolan. Yep, you're welcome. And I'll come right back for another announcement later. So okay. thank you very much, Nolan. You're welcome. Uh, and we have Marianne. All right, Marianne. Go ahead, Marianne. Uh Tim Ani can speak to this because uh Tim and I sort of got to know each other uh over the summer a little more, just from uh last summer when we attended some of the NFB convention things. And uh, we were, I believe, both virtual when 195 The Globe handled it. And it was really kind of nice for those of us who sort of attended and did a whole virtual delegation to the convention. Uh, <laughs> it, it worked well. And, and, but it's going to be more than 195 The Globe this year. I think they're going to. Oh, ab- oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. Everything definitely will be. But the other thing is, like, uh, Blind Bargains already kind of does sort of an exhibit hall tour. And I imagine if, if, it, if it's not them, I imagine other people will probably do the same kind of a thing uh, to create exhibit hall tours for where you'd actually see all of the exhibit hall instead of just the, the tech highlights and so on. But it will be very interesting to see what the summer looks like. And I certainly will be attending the presidential release thing tomorrow with NFB, and if you want me to drop a note when I hear something, I would be happy to. Sure, and, and but I think it's it, it probably likely that they would change, but then again, I have no clue. Well, I can tell you my hotels are booking business for May right now, so maybe, and, and I think that's a little premature, but I'm not in the sales group, so I can't really say, but I can tell you that hotels are taking May and June business right now. So I don't know if uh, big events in July are all being canceled yet. It, you know, it's hard to say 
Marianne, I don't know. Expert at this, but when you are still having hundreds of people dying each week or, you know, that, that we are right now, I just can't imagine until that gets slowed down that they're going to do that. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I don't think so. I thought they would shut things down here in Florida, but here again, I'm wrong. So as the cases mount up, you know, so what do I know? It will, it'll definitely be interesting to watch. I remember when conversations were being talked about for the NFB convention, uh, the basic comments were that everything would be decided and noted before all of the cancellation deadlines. Because I, I believe the hotel cancellations were like a month out or something like that. And then you'd lose your money type yeah. of thing. So I think they, you know, people might just hold off hoping that by, you know, late May, mid June, that there's going to be a little more information out there. But I could be wrong. I think, Marianne, that they're not telling us everything. And I think if you listen to these people talk, and it was pretty dire yesterday, there was not, they weren't missing, mincing any words. I don't think you're going to see anything opened up till late, maybe July. I really don't. I, I, this is my I don't think so either. I really don't think so either. Um, and if you're, if you're looking for a reliable uh, podcast, to collect your coronavirus news, there is one that my husband and I listen to each day that is not in any way uh, political or anything else. And they report stuff from all over the world, but focus on the United States. But it's called Coronavirus Morning Report. And it comes out every morning around 11 a.m. Eastern. I'd rather have a corona and have a bug right next to me and have the corona that way. That's my... (laughs) I'm about the Mike's Hard Lemonade. If you could send some of that in my direction, I'll be really happy. Uh, that's not too bad either. I tried that once uh, quite a while ago. Uh, that'll make her a great guest here on the um, on the. Yeah, con- we'll uh, give you a few of those, Marianne. Can we right. still have Julie and Sharon? Okay. Oh, and we two more now. More, yeah. Right. Let's go to Sharon, and then we'll get to Julie. Sharon, go ahead. Okay. Um, I suspect that they're not going to have the NFB convention because the registration form is not up yet. So I'm I'm thinking that's what the news is going to be tomorrow. Don't know. I mean, you'd think, but then again, you want to say something, Chris? No, no. I was just going to say there's three more, which I just said a minute ago. So we got it. We got it right in front of me here, Bill. Yeah. One of the things that I, you know, that I guess, it was part of the one of the big reasons why the ACB canceled it was the the man pointed out that you know being blind people we're so we have to touch so many things we touch the surfaces as we walk by to figure out where we're going people have to hand us things you have to walk with the sighted guide or a dog or whatever but you have to there's so much touch involved for blind people and that was another reason why like one of the big reasons why they canceled it because they just thought it would be too too hard to control all of the germs and keep everything clean enough well i think the bigger issue was i think a bigger issue was uh, it was a no-brainer to cancel it but that they had a contractual obligation even of 90 days advance notice of two hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars that the hotel wanted uh so and that, you know, as far as I know, they have not heard from the hotel. So that we're probably taking a wait and see attitude. And they're going to say if things are better that 
you know, so that still may be a financial thing that lawyers have to play with. So it's right. not just as simple as saying, well, let's just cancel and go and about our ways. Those hotel contracts are pretty steep. And, uh, you know, Mike, after after this is all over, you, you realize the courts are going to be quite busy. So just don't kid yourself. You're right. Yeah, there will be a lot of ne- negotiations and problems. Lit- litigation. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. We got a ton of people here. Very five raised hands. Five hands. raised hands. I can't even keep track of them all, but let's get to Julie one more time and then we'll go down the list. Go ahead, Julie. Jeff, you're doing well, I'll do Siri again. I may be on the call here in a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, am I still here? Okay. Um, I'll do Siri and. Yeah. Oh. Here. I don't know that I can in or not. Yes, you're in, Julie. Go ahead. You can, okay. Um, but at least with Zoom, if they're taking a vote, people can raise their hands unless too many raised hands would mess up the system. Well, it, I, that that's great. And you're right about that. However, well, they've got some type of... Actually, Zoom has a polling function. I haven't investigated that. But, but Zoom. they do. And it, it could be worked. The, the problem is they've got some other issues especially at AC, that they're, they're not allowed to do that just yet. But when they change their charter, then they will be able to do that. Plus, the other factor is that people need to understand once this gets opening and going good, this will increase the revenue for the um, ACB and NFB because more and more people can pay dues and join in activities. This is a money maker for both. I mean, that's the way for them to get a lot more participation. Well, yeah, because there's people that could afford to pay the registration fee to go to a few uh, workshops and things that maybe can't afford to stay several days in a hotel and fly and do all that stuff, but they can afford the registration fees to go to the virtual convention. True. Okay, we have more raised hands. Oh, we yes, do. we have three. Yep. Jerry, go ahead. Okay, uh, for those who have Sirius XM or have the Sirius XM app, they have a Corona uh, virus channel, channel 121, which uh, gives updates. And they also have this 24-7 hotline where... By uh, checking the options, you can they'll answer the most frequent, uh, you know, the most uh, popular questions about the coronavirus, which is area code, um, which is eight seven seven four zero two six eight four three or four zero two COVID, and uh, that's what's available for. Uh, well, anybody could use that, but. Uh, Sirius XM in conjunction with their doctor radio channel, they have doctors from NYU talking and everything like that. They do have that. And speaking of that, Jerry, starting today, and this is no April Fool's joke, for what, 45 days, maybe 60? So May 15th. Yeah, May 15th. Yeah. 15th, they're going to give away, or you can access the uh, Sirius XM app on one of your devices for free. And Jeff loves that word free. Oh, how could you say such a thing, Bill? <laughs> Jeff is free. You're right. I Let's noticed get, that. Oh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Tim. I was going to say, I noticed that uh, Google has said that they are not going to do an April Fool's joke this year. N- not gonna- you know, they usually do an April Fool's prank or, you know what I mean? Google has usually done uh, 
field where they oh, oh what was it they had uh, one year I know they had animal translator <laughs> and it was supposed to translate what animals said into English. Not not this year. It's probably oh. the time. Yeah, that's what they've said. Okay, we can't seem to make any headway. We still have three. Okay, let me get to Shirley because she she was in and we and we Shirley, go ahead, Shirley. She okay? Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I have an awful feeling that for some reason or other, I didn't get muted um, automatically when I called in. And I I get the feeling that I might have inadvertently been on the air and didn't realize it. So if that was the case, I apologize um, when I called in earlier. But anyway, um, I just wanted to say one of the things that I um, thought was very interesting the other night about that ACB call was that they said at one point that there were over, throughout the whole thing, they counted listeners and they said there were over 300 people uh, who were listening to that board meeting. So that's kind of encouraging um, to know, you know, that many people uh, were interested. And if they listened during that point, I realize you're going to have people in and out during their, you know, virtual convention or whatever. But, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a nice, encouraging note. But, you know, the, the thing that worries me, not so much about this convention, but with this whole COVID thing, and is that, you know, a, a lot of people, some of the health experts and things like that are saying that, um, you know, this could be a, a seasonal thing. And then they think we're going to see it again, you know, in the fall coming up. And, you know, they're talking like we won't even have probably um, a, uh, you know, a shot for it or whatever, um, you know, for like a year and a half. So I'm certainly hoping we're not in the same situation, you know, next year and have to go through a lot of this over again. It's it's scary. And uh, I don't know, you know, about all you guys, but uh, you know, even being married and my husband and I do pretty well together, to me, it's, it still feels very isolating. And I can't imagine being alone, you know, especially some of the people like you, Jeff, that are, uh, you know, and Mike and whoever else that are by yourselves during all this. That would be that well, would be tough. That, I think that's I'd why do. I was hoping that Dave and Chris could take care of me. But then again, you should just show up on their doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I do wish everybody the best with this. And I know, you know, we're a little bit like in, in Bill and Jennifer's situation. We're here in Florida wondering, you know, if and when we're going to get, you know, back to Ohio, I'm, I'm half afraid, you know, once they, uh, lift all these sanctions and and everything. You know, are the planes still going to be flying by that point? So there's a lot to think well, about with this. Here's, I, an, here's, I a, here's another. Believe, here's another I'm question, sorry. Shirley. I, I don't know that if they make the vaccine. And Mike, I know a friend of mine when they when they when swine flu was around who took that vaccine and he became partially paralyzed. And I know someone else who got that full Guillain-Barré syndrome. So I'm always a little leery about taking these vaccines if they haven't tested it properly. So that's just my, well, just, just my I opinion. That too. I understand that too. I, I, I don't know. It would be, it would be hard to know, you know, which thing you would want to do. I, I guess I'm scared enough of this stuff. I'd probably take my chance, but you never know until it comes down to it, what you're going to do. I don't want to be the first one. Let me put it that way, but 
Julie, I don't I, know. It's, uh, I never would have thought we would live through something like this, and obviously either did a lot of other people. But uh, Let me ask you a anyway. question. Can you yes, hear? sir. I, I want to commend Jonathan Mosin for, I think, doing the finest podcast, Mosin at Large, of anybody who really does a lot to get people through this. Uh, um, I'm really, really pleased with the work that he's done on these podcasts lately. Oh, yeah. And not not only that, but he's doing two live broadcasts a day um, every weekday now, you know, uh, as long as he's home because they've gotten quarantined, too. I mean, they, they're really under tight restrictions there. And um, so, you know, he's doing two uh, broadcasts a day, Monday through Friday, besides his regular Saturday shows. So and, and these people that have given like National Braille Press you know, has given some uh, books away for people to be able to download that might help them with some of the things that are going on. And there's a lot of generosity out there. There really is. And um, I hope, Bill, you guys are able to get food okay and everything, aren't you? Well, we get... Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, okay. Selection I would like, you know... Right. Um, I had to get up at 5 in the morning yesterday to to try to get a slot in on Walmart so I could get some delivery. I couldn't get any ground beef, couldn't get such and such and such and such. So that's one of the things, once we get more time, I'm going to ask Chris, what do we need to do to prepare in the future to get stocked up in our home so that we don't run into this problem again? Well, in your case, you need to get a freezer for down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did that recently here, and I'm I'm kind of glad we did that. We did it just in time. Yeah. What What are the things you can't get, Chris? Have you noticed on 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 your supermarkets? I can't get chicken though. I like to get those chicken leg quarters, but you, it's that's tough. We can. We can. And another good tip for Instacart, and I've seen this. You don't want to say two, three, four days, but if you look every once in a while, it'll pop up and say five hours, which basically means there's people available. You might, I clicked on that. One person starts shopping right away as soon as I click submit, and the other one came in about three hours. But they just pop up intermittently when people might be available. And so just watch for that little five-hour button yep. that pops up. Yeah, that worked. That worked for us on Saturday. We uh, we got a a five hour window and then, and we ordered and we got our stuff two hours later. So, so do is you put your stuff in the car and then don't do the final checkout and keep it in there. And then when you check back and see if there's a five hour window. Yeah. 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 That, that might work. Um, but what I don't like, and I guess I'm getting cheap, Jeff, in my old age is, some of this price gouging that's going on a little bit, inching these prices up. Um, well, they're doing it. I was told by my sister they're doing it in the regular grocery stores as well. Uh, pe- people are stocking up on food and they're trying to take advantage of it. And at least here in New York State, they're trying to prevent that from happening. But that you you can gouge up the price a certain percentage legally in New York State. And I want to I want to echo back to Shirley talking about those. Th- there's three free books that the National Braille Press has given away, and I would encourage people to get those. One of them. I don't have the exact names in front of me, but one of them was the one about home delivery, but talks about, about Instacart and, uh, you know, shipped. shipped and then DoorDash and Uber Eats and all those. And then there's one that Deborah Kendrick 
wrote about dealing with healthcare and so and there's a third book as well but they're, they're free right now so take advantage of those and uh, well, they're free the electronic versions are if you want braille you still have to pay and of course they're all and their offices are closed you have to wait a while but to, to get them electronically and there's a lot of good tips in there a few things i learned about a few websites i never heard of before uh so and if you need that little extra information if you've never done home food delivery for groceries or you know having other service doordash or uber eats which are all offering great deals right now so by all means get those books and kind of learn how that works we also have a phone number for go go grandparents i know you pay extra for it but but for those who are don't have the technology you really might consider it um and i'll give the phone number it's 855-464 that's 855-464 ah 6872 855-464-6872 that's their main number did you say they also had a GoGo Grocery now? Someone last yeah, week mentioned so GoGo If you go to that website, gogograndparent.com, um, you'll feel they have, they'll talk about all their services. They have GoGo Groceries, GoGo Gourmet, and GoGo, uh, and GoGo uh, for, the, for the Lyft and Uber. So basically, they're providing groceries, um, and they're providing the f- restaurant delivery now and the ride. Now, you know that you're going to pay a higher price there because you're going through their service than what you did it yourself. But if you can't do it, then, you know, that's a good thing. So do we have more hands? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, Let's go to Ellen in Albuquerque. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, real quick. um, I just wanted to encourage everybody. Look, the good news about this this with the conventions we don't have to pay airfare. We don't have to pay the hotel bill. So in a sense, we are actually saving money by, you know, going this route, for, at least for this year. So that way it'll give you a chance to save up for possibly next year. That's certainly true. But I think the biggest thing is that that helps people understand what goes on at conventions. So then they want to save the money and actually go attend. They actually go. Right. Yeah. yeah. One thing about humans, Mike, and, and I read an article about this yesterday, is that we're, this is really hurting us in a way because we're not used to being cooped up inside. We're not used to not being able to do things and go places. We're very, the human animal, in, and we are animals, is a very sociable animal. And we, we don't like being cooped up. We're sociable individuals in, in general. I mean, not everyone, but, but that's, the, you know what I'm saying, Mike? That this is, this is what uh, the psychiatrists are talking about, the psychologists are talking about, and people are having trouble dealing with this, so... And of course, you can't generalize a whole category of people, but don't you think as a general rule that as blind people were used to being less mobile and not running around and going someplace every day and staying put for, I mean, there's times we don't even leave for days on end normally. Right. So per capita, we should do better, but but not all blind people. Some people get out and walk and exercise every day, but... Walking, I... I we're not restricted from walking. We can take a walk as okay. long as, you know, we social distance whatsoever. But right. A lot of people at that restaurant, weekly meeting of someone at a restaurant having coffee and a meal or a snack right. or and, something. And that's good. That's very, very good that, you know, they can do that. But here's where it is right now. So this is what we got to deal with. So, you know, it's there. And right, there will be for me, issues. I miss time spending time with my daughter, with my daughters. I mean, that's uh, and my family, and that that that's an issue. So that's what can you do? But that's the way it is right now. I mean, it's just it. It's it's what do they call it? The new norm for right now. Um, 
Let's see. Many more raised hands? Yes, we do. We have We have two. I'll get to, uh, let's go to Bill. He's been waiting all day here. Bill, go ahead. Yeah, real quick. Uh, one thing they're concerned about right now, too, I've been hearing them talk about on TV, radar, is suicide rate. Because a lot of people can't stand to be with themselves or and just the thought of all this going on, that the suicide rate, they say, is going up. And they're not talking much about it, but there was somebody on the radio this morning talking about that. And also, this goes back to the convention. I'm not surprised ACB didn't, didn't, did cancel their convention. The NFB probably will, too, because all the hotels here in Chicago are closed. McCormick Place, where they put all the big exhibits, that's now a hospital. They made that to put uh, corona patients in there. They're going to have 3,000 beds in that thing. They're, they're converting that to a hospital receiver. Uh, the Hilton's closed. All the big hotels are closed. And the Schomburg, the one they're going to, that's closed. And if they don't... If they don't lift things in time for the convention to make their payments, or right now there's no rest, no place to eat out there. You could go, but you would never eat because the the hotel, restaurants, and bars are closed, and all the places around it, where the mile away, mostly within a mile or two miles away, they're all closed. So you'd have to pay delivery and everything else on top of your convention if you're there. So I'm NFB would probably do the same thing because Houston's right now the same way. They're totally closed, shut down because they got a nephew lives in Houston, and they're totally closed. And they don't know when they're opening. Their hotels are closing. And I don't see how Marianne's hotels are taking May and June reservations because they're taking nothing here in Chicago at the big hotels. Okay. Well, I don't know how you know what they're taking or not because they, you know, they're going on the, the presumption that within 30 days it may be business as usual. I do want to correct something you said last week about, and I know this varies from state to state, you'd said that funerals were basically banned and that what the rules are and i mentioned this because i had a good friend who passed away and his wife for 12 days couldn't communicate or, or go see him in the hospital but funerals and abby uh, she didn't check and she actually called her funeral home so we wanted to get this firsthand they're limited to 10 people so either you know viewing in the funeral home or graveside you're limited to 10 people so you want clarity of that it because unfortunately probably eventually someone we know or you know may lose their life as a result of this and it'll be a question of how do you how do you mourn them if you can't do it in person we should also talk about the fact that there are so many people out of work and I, and some of the stores i'm not sure if they're going to reopen macy's is closed down completely they furloughed their employees but they're still paying for their employees health coverage the gap is closed down they're furloughed their employees jc penny's has furloughed their employees neiman marcus the same thing all these big stores are basically shuttered and will they come back i'm sure some of them will but there may be a case where some of those stores that have had financial difficulties might be saying uh, we're going to put in this you know, throw in the towel. Well, who knows? Well, we just don't know. Isn't this what they all promised not to do so that they could get all this stimulus money? I thought that was the whole idea is that they said if they got money to help out that they wouldn't be laying people off and everything. Well, the difference between a furlough and a layoff is that they're still paying them these people benefits and the furlough says that we will take you back when the store opens. But, you know, at some point you can't just keep paying them money over and over again. For, you know, I for mean, if one. it's like... If they do it like an IRS furlough, though, you don't get any money. If you're a seasonal worker and, it's, and you're on furlough, you don't get paid unless you file for unemployment. No, most of them are not giving money. They're just giving benefits. Yeah, they're giving benefits. Which, which, which is a fair chunk of change, but... <laughs> 
but uh, but it's not paying on, for your. I was going to say you can't live on benefits. <laughs> no, well they're giving well, insurance furloughed and they're getting employed. They're, they're being furloughed. They're getting their health benefits and they're getting unemployment insurance. Yeah, maybe you check the other re- the other line, and Chris, we might want to give out the number one more time. Yeah, I've got a call. I'll get to it in a couple minutes. Here, I I had to make <clears throat> more coffee. The the Zoom number is that the one you want? Yes. Six four eight five five eight eight six five six six four six five five eight eight six five six. The meeting ID is eight four eight seven two five four five zero. That's eight four eight seven two five four five zero. When you're asked for a user ID, press pound. Got it. So good at that. Uh, and if you don't want to do all of you just want to leave a comment, 800-693-0595, and leave your comment. Any more raised hands? Yeah, we have three, and, and I, I'm going to choose Marianne because I think that she had a comment on the, what we've been talking about here. So I'll, go ahead, Marianne. Uh, you are correct that there, there definitely are companies doing the furloughs exactly that way. My company has given me a 60-day furlough or until business resumes as normal. That That is the way they documented it. I have a month of health insurance where I pay my portion, they pay theirs, but afterwards my uh, I will have to get health insurance for the month of May as that goes, at least as far as, as far as right now, that's what's what they've done for us. And as far as um, how do I know what's going on, our sales team, uh, I still have lots of friends on our sales team because they are, they were in the office right next to me and such. And our company has actually published out that our sales team was still uh, taking business uh, for, for late May, June, July. And so I, I think that's a little premature, but I'm not the one who makes those rules right now. So I do know things in the, in the beginning of May and such definitely got closed down. The big college graduation got closed down and so on and so forth. So I think even though they're taking business, they're taking it with the understanding that, you, you know, if the world is still as it is right now, obviously those contracts will, will cancel and so on and so forth. But I'm, I'm sure they're, they're looking forward to creating that, that normal. So they're doing it cautiously, but they definitely are doing it in hotels. Marion, are you going to be allowed to collect unemployment while you're on furlough? Because I'm just curious about that. Yes, uh, we we are allowed to collect unemployment. As a matter of fact, when I was given my furlough paperwork, there was two pages of my information and two pages of here's how you apply for unemployment. They encouraged all of us right away to do that. The other thing I heard in Colorado, uh, when I did do my application yesterday, I finally got into the unemployment system to, to apply. They said normally there's a requirement to uh, do at least five, you know, job seeking things uh, per week and so on. And uh, apparently they are, uh, they are dispensing with that for right now because there, there really isn't that much work out there for people to try and get unless they're going to be, you know, working for like King Supers and such like that out here. And I said, well, I don't mind working for a place and I certainly wouldn't mind having some other job, but it's got to be something work from home and it needs to be accessible in order for me to do that job. And I, cause they make you register to the workforce center and you have those conversations. And I said, I have no problem doing that, but I, we need to find a place where the work is accessible and I would be happy to go work for another, for two months somewhere else while my job waits for me. 
And at least in New York State, they're waiving the waiting period. It used to be where you, where you have to wait for so many days or so many weeks to get the unemployment. That's, that's been eliminated right now, at least here. Well, let me ask I, you. Go ahead, Marianne. I was going to say, I don't know if it has been waived here because when I did my application, and it might just be because the application process is solid, it told me that I couldn't request my first check until something like mid-April or whatever it was. But uh, but there's emails that they've sent recently that I have to look through and see if there's anything different with any of that. All right. Thank you, Marianne. Um I got one comment to make, and maybe you guys can explain this and Mary Ann, because she's on top of this. We've got a big hardware store back home in Indiana called Lowe's. I think they're all over the country. Well, they're still open because they said they're essential services. We got a friend who works there, and they are, people are coming in buying paint, they're buying whatever, they're buying grassy they're buying this that whatever but anyway you got you know lots of people in their their stores they're breaking records but people are coughing all over the employees sneezing doing that kind of and they have a case of coronavirus in in the hotel i mean in the store one of the employees were just tested positive and they won't they won't um um they won't close the store down or make any alterations and keep right on selling everything and Indiana's under a lockdown order. So I don't understand Well it if they're open than gun shops. Yeah, if they're open, they're open, but they should maybe they need to limit how many people come in the store at once. Well, they don't do that where Best Buy does. They'll meet you in the parking lot or bring it out to you. Or if they show you, they take one person at a time. They act responsibly. This one does not. Well, it's it, Which, some of that state by state. I spoke with my son in Arizona. He said it's kind of like the Wild West out here. Yeah, you can't go in a restaurant, but... He oversees 94 Goodwill stores, the cash register point of sale systems, and those stores are still open. He said they did cancel that. They have a monthly thing where they have discounts and they get like hundreds of people in those stores all at the same time. But, you know, he said in a lot of ways, it's business as usual, certain sectors. So each state has to make decisions about that. And that's that tough judgment call of do we just ban all merchant activity or do, do we find some kind of compromise? And I mean, if- you know, I, I'm surprised I saw something the other day saying the president signed an order or something saying that gun shops were essential business during this time. And I, I don't I don't understand that. But I don't know. I need, I need a gun to protect myself, Jennifer. But yeah. yeah uh, I'm trying to the virus and then they're just continuing to do it. They're letting. They're not doing, what do they call it, social distancing and that kind of stuff and putting some of their at risk also, where it's, it's totally not necessary. Well, I mean, you know, you could stretch it a little bit and say if I go to the hardware store and buy some paint and grass seed and stuff like that, then I'm staying home doing home projects instead well, of out running around someplace else. Stores are acting responsibly in blocking off, I think, Walmart's blocking off part of the toys and the other departments and clothes and things like that. So I, I hate to say it, but I would think the worst stores to be open for this would be thrift stores where you're getting merchandise from all over who knows where and 
all that. Um, that's I, what I, I thought with goodwill. Her. I thought, wow, that's just a yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. waiting to happen. Uh, uh, and I, I do have a call, by the way. Okay. All right. Hopefully, this will work okay over the phone. Here we go. Good morning, Bill, and everybody on the Coffee Club. This is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana, and I wanted to say a sincere thank you to Nolan for giving me the information about Zoom cloud meetings. I've been able to participate in our church, my church Zoom event, and uh, so Nolan, thank you very much. I really appreciated that and appreciate you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. There we go. There we go. We have any more? Yes, we do. We have Marianne, uh, Bill, and Julie. Okay. So we, we, uh, we have uh, Julie's been holding on for quite a while. Let me bring her in. Go ahead, Julie. Um, I heard yesterday, and I don't know if there's any truth to this or not. But I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's any truth to this or not. But I heard that Instacart was threatening to go on strike because they aren't given safety equipment to wear when they go out and make deliveries. Is there anything to that? Um, we can't verify that there is something to it, but I, I don't know that they're on strike everywhere. Maybe at some places, maybe we it's think, not. Yeah, Does it's, anybody know? We think it's selective so that <clears throat> some people are, but others don't want to because their business is booming and they need the money and they're like, Hey, you know, uh, Born from what I read, it was more about pay and benefits than, yeah, they ask for the hand sanitizer, but they also want they want the tips restored to ten percent, and maybe even asking for an additional five dollars. So I think you have a few. I don't want to say militants because they certainly have the right to demand more. Uh, they're in high demand. They're high risk. You know where they're going and in the stores, and the company, the executives are doing very well for themselves, and certainly business is up. But. Yeah, we don't know like how active it is. It's not really being publicized, so we don't know if some people are, some people aren't. It's kind of like those union strikes where some people cross the picket lines and some people don't. And, uh, well, it's like the same thing with Amazon. A friend of mine said, the person I follow on Facebook said, well, I read that Amazon was closed and they weren't going to be open. That, that wasn't true. It was an article about a warehouse in Kentucky that had got infected, and it got all blown out of proportion on Facebook by this totally blind user who... Uh, I won't name her. And I looked at the Bloomberg article where she got it from. That wasn't the case. However, in New York, Amazon, the warehouse in Staten Island, uh, there was one guy who was leading a protest against the warehouse because he said that someone had had the virus and they should deep clean the warehouse and close it for two weeks. Amazon said, we're not doing that. We keep our we keep our warehouse clean. We provide the people who uh, work at the warehouse with with the protection and the sanitizing stuff that they need. And the guy who led the strike was fired, and the attorney general in New York State is is upset with Amazon and is taking it to the National Labor Relations Board. So it's going to be it's going to be a mess, and you're going to see again, Mike. This is what I said earlier: the courts are going to be into this one. Very true. All right, who is next? Well, we have Bill and we have Marianne. Take your pick. <laughs> um, we'll go to Bill here, and then we'll get to Marianne. We'll save the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, Mike. The the Goodwill store here, they're all closed because they've been advertising on TV and radio. Do not drop your stuff off because people drop stuff off at their door, I guess, at night or whatever it is. And some's been damaged by rain, so they got to throw it away or whatever it is. They closed all the Goodwill store here. And as far as the funeral thing in Indiana, that was told to me on Tuesday. So that's what the funeral director told me that I know real well. So maybe they changed, laxed the rules a little bit on Wednesday then or something. Because that's what he, he told me that on Tuesday when I talked to him. And I've known this guy for years. 
and he wouldn't have lied to me. So he may, they must have laxed their rules. Okay? Good for that area. I don't know. I, 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 I totally don't understand. They said that golf was this in Indiana, so the golf stay open. So um, I, I don't know. We had somebody apply for a waiver to keep their golf course open here because they said, well, only one or two people are out there at a time anyway, and they're all spread out, and they, Governor Wolf denied it. They didn't in Indiana. It's a state-by-state thing. It really is. And then That's been the problem with a lot of this stuff is, I mean, I guess they had to let the states do their own thing, but that's been... Part of the problem is all the states are different. I think if they'd all been more united and it had to be a countrywide thing, we might have gotten things done, slowed down a little faster. Well, the outbreaks aren't consistent throughout the country. So that's, you know, they look at it, well, we're not really having a a major problem here. Again, they're looking at today, but tomorrow they could. That's the other issue that that people aren't getting. What did he say? To my problem today, your problem tomorrow, most likely. So just got to be careful. Do we, uh, we have Marianne, I think. Yeah, we have, uh, we have uh, Marianne and then we have Shirley. Let me get to Marianne here. Go ahead, Marianne. I was going to say, well, to a couple of different things. I, we hosted an online memorial service on Sunday for about 50 people. And that was our way of handling a funeral for, um, for my first husband and we hosted and it went over really, really well. We let people stay as long as they wanted after the church service part and, and so on. So that's kind of, and there definitely are some things going on with, uh, with uh, distance funerals and so on. And I've seen things online because my sister-in-law knew I was doing this and said, Hey, maybe this is sort of a calling for you to, to be able to help do these kinds of things. And, uh, there are some places now where they are doing direct interment and somebody will video the, uh, the, the graveside and, and watching as, as somebody's being buried and encouraging the services online. It is definitely not everywhere, but it is some places. And the other thing I was going to tell you, uh, because you were talking about stores and the like, I have been in, in and out of King Supers and Starbucks and a few other places in the area. And I have seen, yes, there definitely are places where you order what you want. They bring it out to the curb kind of thing and they run your credit card, sort of like a click, click list kind of a thing. And King Supers is definitely encouraging that out here, Kroger. Uh, but and thank God, for the most part, they're not price gouging out here, at least in the, the things that I buy. When something's too high, I just walk away from it, just like, you know, normally would, except for the toilet paper. But uh, they are also putting in a lot of shields now, plexiglass shields I'm seeing on on the register between you and the register person. And when the register person is handling the groceries, because in King Supers, your uh, your cashier unloads your cart and bags your groceries and so on and so forth and that's pretty much for everyone but they have the big old hand hand sanitizer and so on and before they start touching your groceries they're they're cleaning their hands and so on and so forth and there's hand sanitizer on the other side and even though you can still go do your own shopping they have announcements and they have people around the store reminding people of social distancing and making sure there's you can't stand right next to somebody else at the dairy case. One of you is over there at a time and so on. They're, they're really trying to do their bit. And friends of mine who have a, uh, a cruise shop in the area, 
their uh, their business is in a bank building. And when they found out one person in the bank was reputed to have coronavirus, they closed that entire building down. The only way you could go in is just to get supplies. And uh, after the woman was tested, they found out she did actually have the virus and that building is closed. Yep. Wow. We, we have another call. A pretty brief one here. Yeah, hey guys, this is Pam in Kansas City. I'm wondering if any of you have the link to the book that National Prayer Press is offering. And if you do, could you please give that out or send it out in an announced email? Thank you much. I believe you can get it right from the front page, which is nbp.org. Yeah. I mean, there is. And now. He's over here laying on. Okay, we are, we are getting them down. What uh, we've got Shirley in Orlando or near We only have Shirley right now. Okay. Go ahead, Shirley. Okay. Um you guys mentioned earlier uh, some kind of a uh, year of free service with um the A device, I think, and um Oh, what was it going to be? Um, it was something about with the um, with the A device and Sirius XM or something like that that uh, they were giving away some kind of an annual subscription. So if if one of you could maybe uh, talk about that or where we can find out about it or you know if you have to apply for that or how that works, I would be curious about that. And I also wanted to get the channel again. Did you say 121 or something on Sirius XM, Jeff, was the COVID-19 channel or one of you mentioned it? I, I didn't mention it. Jerry just raised his hand and he has the answer to that question. So if you stand by, we'll get to Jerry. Okay, Yeah, Shirley? it was 121. Yeah. Okay. All right. I appreciate that very much. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, also, I wanted to ask um, just real briefly, um, Jennifer and Bill, do you do you think, I mean, there's rumors that we still might down here in Florida get some kind of a statewide uh, stay-at-home thing. Do you think the governor is going to end up doing that, or you, you think it's going to pretty much get left the way it is? County well, by county. I, I think he's leaving it up to the county so far to do it because he really so doesn't want to do it. I think he's going to get, I think he might get pushed into it. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. Is, I just got a text about him from somebody and they said he's one of a kind. <laughs> well, we knew that. He's the one that made the quote last week. Well, if I shut it down, then the people are going to rape their children. Now, what? <laughs> I do not know, but I'm wondering what what we're dealing with here. And, you know, I just sincerely do not know where that came from. I have no idea. But I heard him say it live on a news briefing. They'd be better off buying paint, painting their house. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> His wife just had a baby a couple days ago. Well, we know what he's been doing, but... Yeah, <laughs> I I just really wonder that when this is all solved and come and gone, that some of the actions that some people have taken will be under some scrutiny because, you know, they were leaving some beaches open here in Florida. Yeah, break. They're all closed now. Well, now that it's about time. <laughs> yeah, but. It, 
Well, yeah, after well, spring I break. Mean, they, like, they live by and die by tourism, so they're... We have another call on the okay. quiet line here. Okay. So I want to know, what are the babies born going to be called that are born from all these people staying home and <laughs> Corona? Are they going to be the, the Coronas? I don't know, but Tim's got another. Yep, here we go. Yes, this is Anne Marie from Lynn, Massachusetts. I don't know if I'm calling. I know this is the request line, but I tried the other number as well. So I want to make sure somebody hears my question. Um, I just wondered if I had heard from a friend that we were going to be getting into an additional $200 to our Social Security or your disability test for two years and that we wouldn't be asked to pay it, it back, that we'd be getting it uh, for the next two years each month, starting April 1st. Uh, a friend of mine had gotten that on his phone, and we don't know if that was real or if that was him. So if somebody hears this question, if somehow it could be answered. Thank you. Bye. There you that's news to me. I didn't hear anything like that this morning on the news. I, uh, I would call that a scam right now. Are you misinformation yeah. or a scam? Yeah. Um, I would, yeah. People have to people have to watch out because there's a lot of emails with false information being sent out, hoping you'll click on it to infect your computer. Yep. And I could see things like that being distributed with no and validity. I, that um, that wasn't for one year on the Sirius XM, Shirley. It's for 45 days beginning today until May 15th. And that's the app only? It's not for Lady A. She was asking about Lady A. Is that Sirius XM? Just the it's iOS the app? Streaming apps. It's, it's, yeah, it's a streaming. streaming. Oh. Jerry has his hand raised. Okay. We've got a delivery. Groceries are coming. Go ahead, hey, Jerry. We've had one, too, and we're getting another Jerry. one in a minute. Whoops. Go ahead. With Sirius XM, uh, you're required to have a radio, or, or unless they've waived that. They've waived that, Jerry. Oh, okay, very good, Bill. They've waived that one, and that's good. But don't be spending that $200 a month check, Jerry, because it's not coming. Do you have a recipe on cue there, Chris? Because um, Well, I do, but it's a little bit long. I guess I could go ahead and do that. Um, well, that's fine. This is for lemon. They're called lemon brownies, which sounds awful. I think they should have called it something else. But anyway, they didn't. Three fourths cup of all-purpose flour, three-fourths cup granulated sugar, one-half cup or one stick of melted butter, one-half teaspoon of sea salt, I'm sure you could use regular, three eggs slightly beaten, two tablespoons of lemon juice, one tablespoon lemon zest, and plus more for icing. And the icing is one cup confectioner sugar, one-fourth cup lemon juice. Dave, can you go... Yeah. One fourth teaspoon vanilla extract. You preheat the oven to 350 degrees and you grease an eight by eight pan. And for the brownie part, you beat the butter, sugar, flour, and salt together in a bowl with an electric mixer till well mixed. And in a separate bowl, you whisk eggs, two tablespoons of lemon juice, and one tablespoon of lemon zest until it's mixed up. And then with it on medium mixer on medium speed, you beat the egg mixture into the flour mixture until that is well blended. And you bake it for 23 to 25 minutes or till toothpick inserted comes out clean. And you cool it till the bottom of the pan 
is cool to the touch. And then you take your cup of powdered sugar, your quarter cup of lemon juice, and your quarter teaspoon of vanilla and a little more, bit more lemon zest. And you beat that all together and you frost it. And it sounds really good if you like lemon. I do. I'm hungry. I do too. I'm hungry too. You know, two hours of this work is just totally 100% makes me hungry. So I think I'll eat a grapefruit maybe. Uh, that chili just zoomed my blood sugar up. I fixed last night and that was not so good. So we don't like that. But my, we've, we've occupied another show today and it was very interesting and informative and sorry for the rough beginning. We had a mixer melt, but we got it fixed. But this is going to be one whale of a thing to edit today. I made, I made a recording from here, but I can also tell you the we got the audio fixed at 22, 922, so that may help. Okay. So um, my, uh, it, it just totally, whatever it did, it just reassigned every channel. Um, and it wasn't. It was. I'm coming up. Jeff would uh, mix the um, mix everything up and just put it in the hopper, and that's how it was. <laughs> we got it now, though. We've got it. Uh, Jennifer, did you need to say anything before we go? No. No, you're good. Yep. Did I'm you good. delivery person? Yep, I met the delivery person. You didn't get very many groceries, but. I don't know what you ordered, but I don't think you probably got. You didn't we get just, any vegetables except potatoes. We just got ours. The second one. We're just not getting the food, guys. You got three bags of cookies, a huge <laughs> ham, and a bag of potatoes. I swear to you, I ordered cookies. I ordered corn. So unless they stuck them someplace else and she put everything else on the counter. So I... But she seemed to be pleasant to you. Oh, she was a very nice lady. There's no doubt she's nice. I just don't think they're they're just, I don't know if they don't read the whole list or they're just deciding that that's all they have or what. But well, once I go to my email, I'll see what they left off. They may it, not have things. I have 75% of things that I want are not in stock here. Well, a lot of things you can get, but they're not always what you want. Well, one thing we know, we're going to have him. Oh, yeah. Well, huh. We'll have enough ham to feed a family. So it's It's huge, just big as a small turkey. I should say on on our Instacart order last weekend, um, they had everything except for toilet paper. (laughs) So that was the only thing we couldn't get. If we've got enough people still listening, let me tell you my toilet paper story. (laughs) We got off the show last week, and I, one of our friends, well, I know anyway acquaintances on the door said i brought you six rolls of so she said i need paid so i gave her charged me twenty dollars for six little rolls of toilet paper so and someone told me some places were giving those out for free so i hope you didn't get to check them online and it was seven dollars at cbs where she got it at so somebody made some our expense free market system notice you haven't heard from her since then no no um so it's funny you know it it brings me to the point that everybody talked about how nice and friendly the neighbors are around here the time we've been here they any songs about gouging (laughs) she got the gold mine i got the shaft yeah there you go 
Yeah, there you go. Well, I guess we should wrap this up for this week. Thanks, everyone. And I'm certainly sorry about the beginning. I have no idea uh, that everything had been totally rearranged. But hey, we're back. We had a uh, we're back. So anyway, Jeff, Mike, Jennifer, Chris, Dave, Tim, everybody on the panel. Thank you.